This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor, and our wonderful acting features editor, Caroline Frost. Caroline, how are you? Hello, very well, Kellyanne. Lovely to be here again, talking again. all things telly, favourite subject ever. <laughs> Tell me, is there anything that's jumped out this week that you're like, right, okay, have to watch that? Um, I guess, like the rest of the nation, I've been tuned in for Happy Valley, which mm. has been um, ap- impeccable. I think Sally Wainwright really did give herself a very hard challenge with this third and final series because people were expecting great things because mm. of the previous series, but she's knocked it out of the park. So very, very impressive. And I've also been tuning in to The, the Gilded Age on, uh, well, what do we call it? Sky Atlantic now. Choose your, choose your platform yeah. title. But um, enjoying that as a little bit of a wallow into I guess it's kind of Downton Abbey but in New York isn't it so enjoy enjoying a lot of wired dresses and skirts very nice now I know that we've both got a recommendation for listeners Mm -hmm. and that's maternal on ITV which is coming out on Monday can you summarise? Give us a, give us a little flavour of what, what it is. Um, okay, I'll try. So yes, maternal. In one sense, it's kind of uh, quite old school telly. It's uh, it's coming in weekly instalments. Remember those? I know. And uh, it's based around three very strong central characters, and it's written by Jackie Honus Martin, who is uh, I guess primarily a playwright, but this is her first foray into screenwriting. And my goodness, she's knocked it out of the park as well. Obviously taking 
uh, Tips from Sally Wainwright. And it's a medical drama, but the maternal is very much, it covers a lot of things. It covers the fact that they deal in a maternal hospital ward with gynaecology, women's problems, all sorts of things relating to women. And they are all returning from maternity leave themselves. Uh, themselves. And that means, of course, the eternal struggle and guilt trip that so many women face. Mm. So I think the key word here is relatable mm. to at least 50% of the adult audience, all of those who have made that decision to go back to work and then have the big discussion of are they doing their job well enough? Are they looking after their children well enough? Do mm. they have enough friends to help them? And the resounding answer to that last one is yes, because the three main characters are played by great actresses, Parminda Nagra, Lara Pulver and Lisa McGrillis. And we know from a certain Kellyanne Taylor uh, interview with Lara Pulver that Parminda and Lara are best friends in real life. And I think that chemistry really bounces off the screen. So huge amount to recommend this, that it's funny and it doesn't shy away from the nitty gritty of a really intense working life for these new mothers. So yeah. that's my take. What did you think? Well, I thought, I think I haven't really seen anything like this. And it was one of those episodes that you watch and just really sucked you into life in a hospital and also I think through her 20s and, and 30s in a career you do start to think about these questions that they just unpick and unravel and you know can you have a job and can you can you be a surgeon and be a mother can you you know where does your priorities lie all these questions that kind of are answered or being presented in the back of your mind all come to the forefront. And also, I think what it does really well is it moves between this kind of very infectious comedy into quite sombre tones so effortlessly and it just kind of meanders back and forth through funny but serious subjects you know working in a hospital is is not a light-hearted topic that can just be thrown around you know it comes with a seriousness especially they one of them works in a pediatric ward there's lots that that is there to kind of pick apart in both a humorous and a serious sense and I think it just does it so brilliantly Mm, I think you're right. And I think that's one of the key things, for example, not to harp on about Happy Valley, but um, Sally Wainwright, that's what people most praise her for, mm. is that ability to effortlessly segue between the dark side of life, intense, rich drama, the reason we pay our licence fee, and the fact that life isn't all dark. Even the darkest times, there is sometimes bleak but necessary humour. Yeah. And of course, just the right observations of life. And uh, I think what this proves is that she's not the only person doing it, that Jackie Honus Martin is a brand new name on TV credits, but that she has picked that up as well. And I think it's a key component. And it's the reason that we stay. We might, we might tune in for the drama, but I think mm. we stay for the little bits as much as anything massively right what else have you got up your sleeve for me right well i'm a, a very square um lady so i'm going to have trouble telling you the title <laughs> it's know your s asterisk asterisk t uh, <laughs> inside our gut so what should we call that know your soot no. Yes, very good. <laughs> so uh, this is a Channel 4 show. This is comes under the, I guess, information and educate part of the remit. But mm. it's fascinating because, uh, well, uh, we interviewed Alana and Lisa McFarlane. Um, they're twins, they're former DJs. And they told the Radio Times a couple of weeks ago that they are basically had trouble getting this commissioned. They're former DJs, but they became fascinated with the health or otherwise of the nation's government 
guts and what goes on, what should we call it, the downstairs plumbing. Yes. And uh, so they've they eventually got the thing commissioned by Channel 4, but goodness me, it makes for not just fascinating, but necessary watching. I urge everyone to tune in to find out just how vital um, that downstairs plumbing is to your overall health. And they don't shy away from anything. And fortunately, they've got a bunch of very, I think, courageous subjects who turn up and explain exactly what's going on, uh, whether the plumbing is, what should we say, too loose, too tight, and right. other other related <laughs> afflictions, and they deal with it. And the transformation is eye-opening and uh, I think hopefully quite inspiring. I already know one person who's watched the preview and gone out and bought the book by Tim Spector, who is one of the experts on hand. We know that he talks a good talk about food and just how vital it is. I mean, I think None of us are um, uneducated on this subject anymore. We're all realising that if we want to take our health seriously and live to a ripe old age, we are going to have to take responsibility. And I think that this is another necessary and I think previously undocumented Mm. uh, exploration of just how vital what goes on down there is to the overall being. And does it give good tips? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, from diet to, um, I mean, listen, I'm sounding <laughs> British. I'm part of the problem. They say part of the problem is that we, unlike our European neighbours, as yeah, Brits, don't talk about we it. don't go there. We don't talk about what they call poo HQ. That's, <laughs> that's as far as I can go. Ridiculous, isn't it? When it's something we all do and it's so vital to our being. But Hopefully, this program can be one step on the path to us overcoming that nonsensical British reserve and giving ourselves a big favour along the way. Brilliant. Well, I have something a little less um, to approach with less caution. Oh, good. Um, on And I found it and I thought, what a little gem. So it's called Punch Drunk Behind the Mask and it's on Sky Art on Tuesday. And now Punch Drunk is a theatre company and I first came across them when I was at school and I went to see a production with my classmates. I think it was A-level drama and it was, um, it's an immersive theatre company and it was a production of The Drowned Man and I had to go to this random um, warehouse which had been derelict and they, as a theatre company, had renovated the entire thing and created a effectively a five-set studio for the play to happen and it all happens in promenade theatre, so theatre where you're following people around um, and every detail is paid attention to. You know, you could walk into a room and it could be a camper van or a, or a trailer for an actress and you would walk through and rifle through their belongings and everything would be so thought through. So you'd have kind of letters that are actually written making sense. And I don't even want to know how much time and thought and effort goes into that. And I think they take years to come up with these productions. But they currently have a production on in London called The Burnt City, which I recently saw. And I know good old previous host David Butcher also loved it. And now they're doing this documentary on how this theatre company who have completely changed the rules of theatre um, in its 20-year history. And it kind of marks their beginning uh, from them sleeping in abandoned buildings and being shut down by the police to becoming the theatrical giant that they are today. Um, So that is 110% worth the watch. Even if you haven't seen anything by them, they are kind of pioneers in the theatre game. And, And it's kind of where culture is going, I think. 
in terms of how groundbreaking they've been. Um, so definitely worth a watch. That is Punch Drunk, Behind the Mask, Sky Arts on Tuesday. Fantastic. Now, let's go over to streaming. What have you got on the streaming services for me today, Caroline? Mm, well, talking of breaking all the rules, so mm. we know that Netflix was the biggest disruptor when it presented us with the option to binge all those years ago. It seems like second nature now, but they did bring it along. I think House of Cards was one of the first dramas to do that to us. What they've done this time is they've brought us a heist drama, lots of them around, I hear you cry, and yes, that is true, and they're also very successful, particularly on Netflix. But mm. what this one does is it's uh, put them on the platform in no known order. So instead of numbering the episodes one to eight, they've just called them blue, black, white, green, etc. And uh, somebody, some helpful person has calculated that there are 40,300 possible ways you can watch this. So, I mean, on the one hand, it's a gimmick. <laughs> And it does mean that uh, each episode you do get a little bit of exposition because they don't know which one you're going to watch first. So you do need to find out who everybody is. But it's quite an, a, a sort of distracting jigsaw puzzle as a result. The heist itself is kind of pretty standard, I would say. We know what heist dramas look like and you start rooting for the bad guys and we become bad people. But this uh, this it, this way of doing it is kind of interesting because, of course, every viewer will have a completely different experience. Whether that will amount to anything important in, in the future of culture remains to be seen. But I do find it quite a novel way of presenting a programme. And I should mention the performances are pretty good as well. So the stars are Giancarlo Esposito. I mean, he's in everything. I don't know how he finds time to sleep. We have Peter Mark Kendall as his sort of protege. And of course, the ever persuasive Rufus Sewell giving it best American accent. So a few reasons to view, not least to compare with your friends which way around you watched it and whether it made any difference. Yeah, I mean, that sounds interesting as a concept, but I think I really like a start middle and end. And if I was to talk to my friends about it and we didn't have the same ending, I feel like I'd feel hard done by. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where, how would you begin to talk about it? Exactly. Or what if I'd seen what they already hadn't? I don't know, what? but it is an interesting concept. It is, it is. I mean, everybody is trying to find new ways, as you've just said, of immersing and keeping mm. an audience. It's a packed market. This is one more novel way. Well done, Netflix. We'll see if it's ever repeated. We'll know <laughs> if it was successful, if we ever see it again. If every every uh, heist drama becomes watchable in any format, then, then we know that they've cracked the next <laughs> viewing habit. Quick information message uh, is that if you are choosing the order yourself in which to watch Kaleidoscope, Netflix have suggested that you save the white episode until last because ah. that is the actual heist so clearly it's successful up to a point <laughs> yeah so okay so can't be watched in any order kind of can be watched in any order but you must finish with the white and if you don't then uh, you will you it. yeah and you won't be able to talk to your friends about it although that has cleared up that point for me so you know We'll, we'll so that's just 40,000 options <laughs> minus one minus one <laughs> okay what else is there Right, so this is Breakpoint, also on Netflix, which is arriving this weekend, the first half of this series. I think we all know that Netflix has dipped its uh, finger into a very lucrative well with programmes like Drive to Survive 
and The Last Dance. They have discovered that it isn't just Formula One fans that are willing to sit through hours and hours and hours of round-the-track activity, which I've never understood, I have to say, as long as you bring the personalities. Mm. So they cracked it with Formula One. They equally were uh, incredibly forensic and nostalgic in equal measure with The Last Dance talking about basketball, particularly Michael Jordan. Are they going to try it again with tennis? And um. I mean, it's it's a pretty fertile field, I have to say. What they've done is they've tapped into this this field of young players. For years, it's been about the big four chaps, hasn't it? Yes. Federer, Nadal, Djokovic and the other one. <laughs> and, um, and I think they've realised that at some point that egg is going to crack and they're going to need some new names. So they've focused, mm. they've invested a lot of time behind the scenes on these young players who are desperate to break into that top 10 and they followed them and two things I have to say really is that I'm just about old enough to remember when tennis was exciting in terms of personality I mean back in the 70s long before we were but twinkles <laughs> um, you had people like Vitas Garolitis and his doubles partner Sandy Mayer going from the nightclub straight to Wimbledon on the Saturday and oh playing the men's doubles and winning, you know, so uh, it was a different beast. Mm. And now, of course, I remember I used to live in Melbourne. I used to have to report on the Australian Open. They are so boring. They are like Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four. They are all scientific products of laboratory conditions of diet and exercise and great teams of people. They're almost like Drive to Survive, those great packs of people who put the car on the track. Yeah. But I think it's boring. And what this series really does show is the loneliness, the solitude of the tour. I mean, they just go oh, round yeah. and round in circles. They follow that Grand Slam circuit plus all those other tournaments. And there are only so many people, of course, in that top 10 compared with the thousands of players aiming for the dream. And the other thing is that thank goodness for Nick Curious, for good and for bad, because that Melbourne bad boy is single-handedly keeping personality in tennis. We saw he got a little bit carried away at Wimbledon last year when he accused that spectator of yes. being drunk, and uh, that all went a bit wrong. But um, it doesn't shy away from his mental struggles, and he oh. has opened up about that in this show. So uh, you do end up rooting for him. And he's quite rightly said, perhaps I won't play so much tennis in future. Is it worth it to be away from my family, my friends, to be a young man yeah. chasing the dream, but at what cost? So I think this will get the same audiences as Drive to Survive and The Last Dance did. And it's just proof that sport, which is hmm, sometimes a bit of an alien concept to us uh, <laughs> sofa surfers, in the right hands and with the right personalities does really uh, get you rooting for them. That's so true. I mean, you you did touch on it there, but there it's so fascinating to see how many people suddenly became interested in F1 when Drive to Survive came out. I mean, it was slightly lost on me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm glad that it's... <laughs> It's attracted some <laughs> form of audience. You're generous. Yeah. I was generous. winning pub quizzes by being able to identify pictures of Max Verstappen. <laughs> I became a person nobody recognised. Oh, I love that for you. Now, Thank you. Um, not, not that this, 
I mean, this is always a weird one to introduce, but I have recently discovered that my favourite film is now available on Amazon Prime. You do mm. have to, it's under one of their quite strange subscriptions. It's like a movie buy-in. So you do have to pay for it. I think it's £3 to rent or £5 to buy. And I know that we don't normally do this, but it is my favourite, so I'm going to make an exception. It's called The Worst Person in the World. <laughs> Which, if I try and explain to anyone, oh, I love this film and I think you'd really enjoy it, they always have their back up instantly because it sounds very rude. But it is a film by the prolific Norwegian director, Joachim Trier. He takes those timely kind of questions and anxieties that come out in your early life and basically makes it okay. So it follows this character called Yuli who is a charming young woman who lives in Oslo and ventures into her 20s with the kind of arrogance of intelligence and youthful beauty that most of us come equipped with and she quickly finds herself speak for yourself <laughs> she quickly finds herself disenchanted with the expectations of adulthood she drops out of medical school and works in a bookshop and obviously as is to be expected with me a big, big fan of romance. She soon falls in love with this respected, kind of successful professor named Axel, who she kind of begins to create a life with. And then everything is disrupted when she gate crashes a wedding and meets a barista. And it's very much, the film is, I mean, it was nominated for Oscars. It's very artistically uh, beautiful, cinematic. I mean, the director is, is really well known and adored for his take on these kind of questions of early life. And it's a, a, like a love letter to being in your 20, a celebration of those times. And it's just gorgeous. It's one of those films that you'll watch and will sit there for half an hour afterwards not knowing quite what's happened. And I do think that's a rarity. I think especially with the kind of, as you're saying, the output of content now and wading through all of that to find a genuine gem that leaves its little mark on you is rare. So mm. that is uh, that is my pick of the week. And when I found that on a Friday night on my streaming services, I thought, well, that has to be sorted. I may just part with my three pounds on your recommendation. <laughs> well, I would highly, highly recommend. Right, that was my pick of the week. Now over to you for your Frost Fancies. Just the one Frost Fancy this week, which is that there's news on the vine that mm. ITVX are bringing an Australian courtroom drama called The Twelve, concentrating on a on quite a, a high-profile murder trial. This is just a drama. It's not for once. It's not real life. Um, and, but it concentrates on the 12 jurors, the ones who are charged with deciding the fate of the person in the dock. Of Ooh. course, all uh, jury dramas must compare with 12 Angry Men, but this does take uh, the story far beyond. And so each episode will concentrate on the viewpoint and the storyline of each of those individual jurors. And I thought, hang on, this sounds familiar. Mm. And of course it is. There's nothing new in the world. So there is, in fact, a Belgian drama that debuted in 2019, also called The Twelve which is exactly the same story. So the Australian thing is an adaptation. So I would say to people, while you're waiting for the Aussie version, give yourself a treat. It's on Walter Presents on the All Four platform and it is incredibly characterful. The performances are 
so rich. I mean, that you, you, you're introduced to them as just a bunch of nameless, almost swappable faces that are just sitting there. You think that they're going to be bystanders in this story of the murder trial. And then it becomes so much more as each episode focuses on each one of those people in turn. And of course, you've got the murder trial going on in the background, but you've got their lives and how they intersect and their own sort of betrayals, dilemmas, everything we've come to associate with with European drama. And it's a Ooh. real feast and you can get through it just in time for the Aussie adaptation in February. Oh, that does sound good. Okay, I'm going to give that a go because I love that. I Also, that Walters Presents on Channel 4 is so underrated and the quality of drama on there, the buy-ins that they get are exceptional. So I would say that's always a good place to look if you're looking for a good gritty drama to sink your teeth into. And you have to put your phone down because it's all subtitles. So you actually have to concentrate and the rewards of that come true. That's so true. And you get teleported elsewhere. No distractions. You can't have a distraction, like you say, because otherwise you won't know what the bloody hell's going <laughs> Completely on. Completely <laughs> lost. Yes. And uh, the other thing to know about Walter is that he sits through thousands of hours of dross to pick those cherries yeah. so that we don't have to. So we really do get the best. The best of the best. Thank you, Walter. Um, that is all from us this week. So we hope whether you're looking for a good documentary or a drama that we've got you covered. Uh, until next week, happy viewing. Happy viewing. 